0: i'm jen i'm jack and you're listening to the devil made me
1: review it we're just a couple of best friends who love scary movies
0: especially when those movies are based on true events
1: listen along as we dive into our favorite films the classics we all love and really whatever we want
0: we'll tell you all about the paranormal claims made by the real life subjects and debate whether or not it actually happened
1: it probably didn't happen i
0: knew you were gonna say that Listen, if you haven't seen whatever we're covering, pause and come back after watching because spoilers abound.
1: That's right. Sit back and enjoy. The Devil Made Me Review It. Hello. Okay, hello.
0: How are you?
1: I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. That's good.
0: Are you ready for some la
1: I am. I'm ready. Uh, I, I re- go ahead.
0: I was just gonna say, I really love this. Uh, I love the myth.
1: I didn't know anything about it, and I loved the movie. <laughs> I thought it was really fun.
0: Yeah, it's, it's okay. I think I, I think I just don't like horror movies like that. Like the way that they look. The Conjuring movies all look the same. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I don't like that but i love la llorona and i think it's fun
1: yeah i don't i don't mind the the look i don't mind the aesthetic i uh i I don't like that sometimes it's too dark like i can't see anything you know what i mean
0: Very, very dark very blue it's all very blue not into that
1: but otherwise i thought this was a very fun movie
0: what's her name i don't like her i think that's why i don't like it
1: linda Cardellini. yeah how do you not like linda Cardellini? What does she ever like do this, to you?
0: Like this, watch. <laughs> since just not like since her. this is
1: an audio medium, <laughs> <laughs> no one...
0: they all know the face.
1: <laughs> they all know the face. <laughs> I. I thought this was a. I thought this was a really fun movie. I sent you my notes because I cracked myself up when I looked back at them, and I'll post them on the Instagram uh, after after the episode airs so as not to give anything away but um (laughs) i was just making my myself laugh with my own notes for this movie
0: (laughs) cracking yourself up
1: (laughs) exactly okay here is a quick summary of the curse of la llorona in 1970s los angeles the legendary ghost of la llorona is stalking the night and the children Ignoring the eerie warning of a troubled mother, a social worker and her own kids are drawn into a frightening supernatural realm. Their only hope of surviving La Llorona's deadly wrath is a disillusioned priest who practices mysticism to keep the evil at bay.
0: I love a disillusioned disillusioned, priest. Disillusioned,
1: who doesn't love a disillusioned priest? He actually was my least favorite part of the movie, I'll be honest with you.
0: I just meant like that role. Like the in The Exorcist, I love it.
1: I, um I felt like no disrespect to Raymond Cruz, um, but it was a little bit, it was a little bit intense. It was like a little too, too much, a little too much, a little too much, That's fair. but I thought this movie was really fun. I, well, I do think it's really funny that a lot of these movies love to pretend like it rains a lot in Southern California. It's
0: Oh, is it supposed I guess supposed is be, it supposed to be down it's here? It's supposed to be
1: in Los Angeles. So that's Southern California. <laughs> like it's you know, it doesn't rain that much.
0: <laughs> it doesn't rain until well, it rains a lot in the fall, yeah. Here.
1: So it's funny, though, because I feel like a lot of these movies, it's like always raining. And it's like, wh- how often does that happen? <laughs>
0: Listen, it looks better on film. That's, that is it.
1: It does. It does. The house they live in is absolutely beautiful. Have no idea how a cop and a social worker afforded that house, even in the 70s. It's beautiful. Not in L.A. Not in Los Angeles? No. No, <laughs> no sir.
0: That's not happening.
1: Oh, no. Trying
0: to trick us.
1: The The first time that we see... I think it's the first time we see her, right? Maybe we've seen. Oh no, we did catch a glimpse of her before this. But one of my favorite parts of the movie was when Cardellini's kid first sees her, right? When they go to the when they're they after the the two boys have drowned and they show up at the where where they find their bodies. And mm-hmm. the the kid gets out of the car and he goes and he's like wandering around and he sees her he like hears her crying and then he goes over and sees her through the fence and they do one of those really creepy like sped up head turn moves right because I hate the sped uh, it's so silly I like if it's used if it's used sparingly and effectively I'm into that move and they only did it the one time and I thought it was great and so she just turns around they do that like like sound and. And then she it just like starts like slowly walking towards him and it's like Nino Mijito And it's like so scary. <laughs> I thought it was I so feel, scary.
0: <laughs> I feel like that started with the ring. Like that mm, like mm-hmm. that like um like backwards film. Yeah, the crawl. reverse like yeah. That like weird I can it's like crinklies, like people look crinkly. I I. I just hate it. I don't think it's scary. I think that it's boring. And I'm just like, oh, God, you guys are doing this. Like, I'm just I feel like it's it's tired.
1: That's fair. Well, that's why I liked it. They only did it the one time and it was just the little head turn.
0: I like when they see her in the pool.
1: Yeah, that was scary. No. It was also, I mean, it was a little bit, there was always a tell, right? If there was a, whatever room we were in or whatever setting we were in, if there was some white lace, you know, she was going to show up with that white lace. Of
0: course. <laughs> like I mean, in the bathroom. She's a grieving mother, Jack. What do you want? What do you want? Do you murder your kids? And then you she's freak? in
1: her, her funeral dress. She's walking around.
0: Would it have been white? Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because Lady in White, she's, like, otherwise known as,
1: like, yeah. the,
0: or the weeping lady. The right. The woman.
1: Yeah. You know my favorite creepy crawly hand trope was used in this movie. I love a creepy crawly hand. This is some of the best creepy crawly hands I've ever seen washing somebody's hair that's terrifying i was my whole body tensed up when the kids in the bathtub and then you just see her hands enter the frame and then she starts she starts washing her hair i was like oh
0: no yeah that that is really creepy they do a good job of making it feel like there is like a person in the house like Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. as opposed to like like just like a demon, or like oh, there's like whatever conjuring bullshit in the house. It's like you felt like there was like a woman in the house that wants to murder your children. So I think atmospherically, I guess if atmospherically if that's a word.
1: Yeah, that's a word. I I I liked a, I thought they used a lot of good uh, good good visual effects. I, the the only part that was really a little bit too much was the was when they defeat her at the very end, and she sort of melts and and twists and oh, turns like, into <laughs> like goo and spits everywhere and that was a little bit like the little... wicked
0: witch and
1: like shes exactly. i'm
0: melting <laughs> i'm melting <laughs> oh I'm melting. what a
1: world what a world <laughs> yeah like i expected to hear margaret hamilton's voice but that was the only part that i thought was a little bit you know a little cheesy that and the 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 Raphael character the the priest he was a little bit corny right yeah he had some line where he's like, like they're in the house, or whatever, and, and she, he's like, "She's already here." There, <laughs> so, so. There's always one of those.
0: <laughs> You're like,
1: okay, buddy. <laughs>
0: Isn't it your job to get rid of things like this?
1: I know. Yeah, I did think it was really funny when, um, after the the kid gets, uh, the younger kid gets pulled into the pool. Mm-hmm. and he goes out and pours holy water in the pool i was like you think maybe we could have just done this as a precaution we know that Why? she's hanging around water there's this whole drowning thing you know about the myth sir and you could have just gone out and done that as a precaution i I think
0: maybe he just didn't think about it maybe he's a stupid priest
1: <laughs> maybe maybe he didn't know they had a pool i don't know
0: <laughs> <laughs> he didn't think to check the grounds
1: he had not gone <laughs> back there he was only in the house but he, he had the, the water
0: preemptively yeah. Well, he well, was prepared. He,
1: he had a whole bag of tricks. He had the water. He had the uh, the cross that was made out of the wood from the fire tree, and he had her little um, uh, slimy tears in a vial. He was ready.
0: He had uh, got a whole kit on Amazon. Got he a whole was ready. Kit.
1: Two day shipping.
0: Twenty one ninety
1: nine. <laughs> Came right right to him.
0: <laughs> do do your exorcisms at home.
1: So this story, this this movie is not uh necessarily based on on a true story but it is based on a very um very popular myth in the Latinx community again like I said before I watched this movie I didn't really know uh I didn't really know about it I hadn't heard about it before and so it's sort of like many myths and urban legends and folk tales it varies uh, from from teller to teller but the basic gist of the story is that there is this woman who is a very beautiful and vain woman. She marries a rich man, and they have two children. He starts to distance himself from her and is only paying attention to the children. She finds out that he is having an affair, catches him with another woman, and in a fit of blind rage, drowns the children as a way to hurt him. What and big. then... Yeah, right. (laughs) And then, uh, overcome by her grief and her guilt, she throws herself also into whatever this river is that she's drowned her children. When she gets to to the pearly gates or what have you, (laughs) she's told, no, no, you can't come in here. And she's forced back down to Earth to roam forever, trying to replace her children. There's also there's other versions where the children are illegitimate and she drowns them so that their biological father can't take them away. It's another version oh, of the story. I have
0: never heard that one.
1: And but the the sort of uh the the recurring themes in it are the white funeral dress, crying and uh and water, right? So it's you're going to hear her cry first and then you'll see her walking around in her white funeral dress and she'll try to drown your ass yeah it was often used uh as a cautionary tale right parents would say oh you better be home by this time or la llorona is going to get you or whatever you know <laughs> and so it was it a was, uh, uh used to to make children behave as many folk folk tales do which i'm i'm a fan of i support i support scaring children into following rules
0: So that's actually what I was going to bring up and talk about is the lore of it um, and kind of the nature of the folklores. So La Llorona actually is, they believe, is kind of rooted. It's not actually based on a real person. I feel like a lot of urban, urban legends can be based Mm on a real person or, you know, something that has happened. Um, And then people just use it. Um, So the Greek tale of Hera discovering Zeus's affair with Lamia and forcing the demigoddess to eat her children Uh. is one that um, it could be based on, or at least, you know, just like through different cultures, different tales. Right. But then Lamia wanders the earth devouring all the kids she gets her hands on, so... (laughs) There's also the tale of uh, Medea who had two children with Jason Argonaut. She kills the children after Jason leaves her for another woman. Uh, Apparently sightings of the weeping lady walking the streets were also reported more than a decade before Spaniards arrived in the Valley of Mexico in 1519. The folkloric myth of a woman lamenting the loss of her children was and is a powerful message rooted in the values and cultures of the people. Um this is from Carmen Tafala, president of the Texas Institute of Letters, told L. So this was an L magazine. Like as soon as this movie came out, there was like a lot of interest in what it was. Um so she went on that uh it transmits a valuing of children above all else, of regret and a search for redemption. There's also you know, though firmly cemented um as part of a Hispanic heritage, uh many stories of La Llorona's origin could be dated back to Jewish Jewish I can't talk Jewish literature is what I meant to say with ties to Lilith. So in some Jewish beliefs, Lilith was created by God before Eve disobedient to Adam. Lilith was destroyed. There's a belief that uh, this is this article that I read is very good. Uh, And, Montoya, I forget the lady's first name in it, but she said there's a belief that La Llorona uh, is tied to that story. So even though it is historically from Southwest and from Mexico, there's ideas of this story throughout history and throughout different nations and regions of the world. So that was cool. Yeah. So in the article, there's an article by Luke Lyons in the Pueblo Chieftain. La Llorona is an important piece of Mexican American culture. Um, the story has been told for generations, different versions, lessons, of course. Uh, for many Mexican Americans, or anyone who's lived in the Southwest, Mexico, or parts of California, hearing La Llorona is mandatory. And I grew up in San Diego, and I knew who she was. Like, I've always known
1: mm-hmm. La
0: Llorona. Uh, the impact of the legend is far reaching and is very prevalent today. Fawn Amber Montoya, that's who, I, that was her name, sorry. Um, she's the interim coordinator of Chicano studies. And director of programs, honors program at Colorado State University Pueblo. Heard the story as a little girl. To this day, though, she does, doesn't does really believe in ghosts, but she definitely believes and is fearful of La Llorona. <laughs> <laughs> she said, I actually don't watch horror films and I actually will not talk about La Llorona at night because I'm still terrified of her which oh, I wow. I don't like recording when it's close to nighttime. Like if Lisa and I are covering like demon talk, I'm like you got to go first. Like I can't. <laughs> even you, I was like you got to look up the spooky shit cuz I got to be able to sleep.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
0: Too if it's too much, I'm out.
1: Oh, I I watch all of these movies in the morning. It doesn't matter what movie it is i watch it in the morning in case it's scary because then i have the whole rest of the day to get over it
0: i always am good with you doing the beginning because you talk about it because if i've seen it once i'm not watching it again Like (laughs) i can't watch it again because i don't want to get scared (laughs) so i'm like "Mm -hmm." oh yes i do remember that now but yes i've seen this i watched this with lisa it's good it's good it is it is good it's fun i think it's fun uh so she was saying that she was hesitant to tell her own kids but actually ended up doing it and she talks about how la llorona is like such a core to hispanic identity and that you know it's like a tradition early versions of the tale often depicted la llorona as like the antagonist her tale was a was told as a way to regulate women's behavior and to keep children from playing near large bodies of water which i think is kind of what it boiled down to so she goes on montoya goes on to say that she teaches so she was saying that uh what i always teach in class though it is a little bit more complicated is that la llorona was actually a native american woman who was having a sexual relationship with a spanish man she says because of the time in spanish society it was inappropriate for him to marry her he instead married another spanish noblewoman She says that La Llorona became the symbol of inappropriate behavior. Don't have sex before marriage. Don't engage people who are not on your same class level. Um, Recently, Chicana writers and poets have utilized La Llorona in different ways. Um, So Kelson goes on. This is uh, another teacher. She says that I think women writers in particular are sensitive to the idea of women villains when there have been so many restrictions on what is or what isn't proper behavior for a woman, particularly in Hispanic culture. So there's like a sensitivity to demonizing women's behavior. Instead of portraying La Llorona as vengeful and promiscuous, Chicano writers look to her motives for her actions she becomes part of the larger idea she says why is the woman in the story suffering what are some of the ways that women might be motivated to behave outside the norm besides that they're you know them just being evil Mm -hmm. so of course basically la llorona and now i think is more about keeping uh, it's an effective way to keep children away
1: from large bodies of water
0: (laughs) and it's fun (laughs) like who doesn't like it's a camp story you
1: know right yeah
0: Uh, So, sightings still happen today. I have actually seen TikToks. They're definitely all fake. If they are not fake, then I'm not in. No, thank you. (laughs) I got to
1: see these. You got to send them to me.
0: (laughs) They're all vocals, so they're all her crying, which is like unnerving anyway. Yeah. But like they're in the woods. Like these people are like in the middle of nowhere. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure it's fake, but I think that if it were real
1: no i'd be i mean regardless of who's uh, if the sound is not being manufactured if i'm hearing crying in the woods i'm scared right
0: (laughs) anything i'm hearing in the woods i'm like no no um so most commonly in mexico uh, it happens a lot in texas and so basically just like this new what the hell is it called over here southwest southwest southern california all of that Mm -hmm. business woman hollering creek is a place in texas so it was like named after her and luana canyon in arizona were were both named after her because of sightings there Mm -hmm. so patricia velasquez who played patricia in the film yes knew the story as she grew up in mexico yeah um she said it's really how our parents make us do what they want us to do yeah
1: i saw a little featurette and she talked about that she was like yeah this was taught to us and this is how you were told what was it's like the the boogeyman Uh uh-huh yeah exactly right
0: apparently rumor is that the tale followed her on set or that the weeping woman did Um, director chavez told the los angeles times about some creepy supernatural occurrences on set i mean of course you know the conjuring is like surrounded by this the crew who've worked on the nun said they felt and saw ghostly figures half the crew actually does believe the house they shot in was haunted and there might have been something to that chavez says
1: i read that too yeah that he was like some people said that they thought that La Llorona like followed us around on the movie. And he was like, but it also was that half of the crew thought that the house we were filming in was haunted. So so that like, actually <laughs> is
0: the next part of what I was saying is that Velasquez believed that La Llorona was there making sure that they did right by her. And that's fair. <laughs> So yeah, Um, so back to Montoya from the Pueblo, Colorado, she was saying that she had a cousin when they were living in New Mexico and she says that they were playing in a ditch when they were little kids and that he swears that La Llorona grabbed him by the ankles and she was like in the mud and started pulling him down.
1: Ooh. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, her brother and father also had shared experiences with the ghost. Her brother would have nightmares about her. And her father, uh, when he was like 29 or 30, had like gone to Safeway and his car had broken down. He came home like along the ditch. And when he got home, he was sweating. When he finally came to the door, he was like freaking out. And he was like, I don't know what's following. me."
1: So watch out. She's hanging around Safeway.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's that. I, I mean, I think it's cool. I love folklore, urban legends.
1: Yeah, I do too. I I think that's why I liked the movie so much. Is I I do love a good I love a good urban legend. I love a a good uh, spooky cautionary tale. Right. I think that's that's fun. It reminds me of of childhood. And I think you know it's funny because you were saying you grew up in San Diego, and so you had heard this story. And I feel like because I grew up on the East Coast. I was more uh i think there there's you know the version of this story ish right, where there's like a weeping woman is the one who stands on uh it, it like happens in like coastal houses, right where she's standing on a balcony waiting for her uh her lost love to return or whatever you know or her. husband or a lover who's been taken out to sea and so she stands there and waits for him to return or it's like she has a son that was taken whatever you know it's the same thing where you hear her crying at night and so you have to be inside so that she doesn't she doesn't see you
0: um Marilyn doesn't have other than like crybaby bridge like there's Mm -hmm. not really like a female like a prominent one because I've definitely researched all the Marilyn stuff I love that shit yeah um, and i think that other than like Goatman, Goatman's like the big one for right. maryland
1: well i mean there's maul dyer right we did we oh the witch yeah yeah
0: but still she's not like crying i'm thinking of something that's like closer to like la llorona yeah and I, I i don't think she's ever been like depicted as a like a like a bruja or anything yeah yeah i don't think so either but yeah that definitely exists like everywhere i wonder what's mm-hmm. in portland i'm sure that there's something
1: Oh, I'm sure. I mean, and you know, up here, it's a lot of, like, Bigfoot and stuff like that. Is <laughs> My favorite. Your favorite, yeah. There's, like, a lot of that. I'm sure there's probably also some of those uh, coastal, you know, coastal whaling women. <laughs> yeah. Always. Since it was a, a port town.
0: But, yeah, I liked this.
1: Yeah, I did, too. And so what I was going to talk about briefly is that this movie, and I always thought that this was true, it is often... Uh, lumped in as part of the conjuring universe but it's not technically uh, i read an interview that michael Travis, the director did and he direct, he did direct the devil made me do it right so he directed the third conjuring film and this movie was never supposed to be part of the conjuring universe james wan who is one of the he directed the the first two conjurings and then he's a, been a producer on all of them the whole conjuring universe has a very specific team like production team and they were not all working on this movie. So James Wan was a producer on this movie. And then Michael Chavez was directing. And I believe he was already slated to direct The Devil Made Me Do It before they, you know, while they were doing this movie. And so they thought it would be fun to put in a little Easter egg to try and just, like, tie the worlds as sort of a nod. But it was never supposed to be part of it. And so that's why they had the guy, the um, Father Perez, right, the the priest who is in Annabelle, and then they have the whole flash of him talking about the doll. And he's in, like, two scenes in the movie. And so it was always just supposed to be, like, a nod, but never supposed to be part of the universe. And then before they premiered it, I can't remember if it was Sundance or if it was South by Southwest, that that got leaked and everybody lost their minds and was like it's part of the it's part of the conjuring series and they talk about annabelle and da, 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 and it sort of got away from itself and apparently new line cinema was not happy <laughs> that people were talking about that and I saying wish... that it was part of the universe when it's not
0: <laughs> i wish that they had not because i think that that is part of what ruined it for me
1: yeah i don't think they needed it it is a weird it's a weird choice oh my god my phone's ringing sorry hang on Sorry. I'm very popular.
0: Was it a spam call?
1: Uh no, it's my mom. (laughs) I'll call her back.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I wanted it to be a standalone and I wanted there to I wanted it to be good. Like good on its own, not good because it was part of the conjuring stuff. And like the conjuring is very specific and like like we were talking about with like the aesthetic of it, like I feel like if it had been its own entity, I would have been like, fuck yeah, this movie's awesome. Minus not liking that girl.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think it needed the nod to The Conjuring. It feels a little bit forced yeah. in a weird way. It
0: doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of strange. I, I felt like it was unnecessary. But overall, I did enjoy it. I loved Marisol Ramirez is her name, who plays uh, La Llorona. She's so scary. And... And then also it's like so beautiful. Right. <laughs> I love that one moment where we get to see her face without any makeup and then that and then he the kid pulls the, the sheet off the mirror and she sees herself and she's back in the, the crazy makeup. You know, I like a good visual like that. I thought the nun was very scary. What did you think of La Llorona's makeup and uh and general aesthetic?
0: I liked it when they don't show her face. I like oh, I like okay. like the say less like i feel like say less show less it's gonna be scarier my mind is going to be scarier than makeup you're gonna put on someone sure you know which is like true of anyone and it's why the movies from like the 70s are so much better right because it wasn't developed i mean but like reagan from the fucking exorcist that face still creeps me out
1: terrifying and that's why that's why i think i like why i think the nun and why i think la Llorona is i think those visuals are scary because they it is they really did the, her face up you know and she's got the prosthetics and she's got the contacts and it's the all the crazy makeup and i think that's really scary
0: <laughs> i i feel like you look at them and you like my my brain i look at them and my brain is automatically like oh yeah that is like a woman in makeup when mm. i look at the exorcist i'm like that is a little demon monster like <laughs> that is what my brain thinks i don't see linda blair like i don't you know what i mean like like they're just di- they it feels different
1: do you think that's because because linda blair scared you so much that now it's like nobody else no yeah. no other face full of makeup is going to live up to it
0: i mean i probably partly but also like other things have been scary i think that it mm. is just like I feel like I don't know when it started, probably with The Ring, where like everything became the same. It yeah. was all women and it was like long, dark hair, pale <laughs> right. face, I dark did write eyes. that I wrote
1: that in my in my notes. If you want to be a really scary ghost, have really dark, long hair. <laughs> right. You're, you're in. Um, and that and will I just, make you scary.
0: I've never liked it. Like the crinkling, the cracking, like weird body movements. Like I've always just thought that it looked really cheesy and it didn't go away. Like I thought it was gonna go away after the ring and what was the yeah. other one? What was the one that was like the ring?
1: Um oh the grudge
0: yeah i always thought they
1: were they're like the same movie but i liked i liked the i liked the 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 first one i thought that was pretty pretty solid movie well but you know it's they they did that with the exorcist too in that scene that is deleted that they put back in when they did the re-release in like 2000 whatever when she's doing the um crab crawl that's filmed in reverse Mm,
0: right like that's an
1: old that's an old trick you know it's just that now people use it all the time
0: and that's not what i'm talking about though it like the very specific movements that are in films now it's like that crinkly crackly like her crawling backwards down she like backwards down the stairs it's not like which ugh, i don't know how to explain it like when the, their body like makes i think that, i like, know
1: i think i know what the different the difference is that you're that you're do, trying to do you know
0: what i'm talking i don't i can't think I, yeah. of the word to describe it
1: i do and i think it's I honestly don't know that it's a visual thing. I think it's a sound effect thing that you're not liking. No, it's. I don't both. know if it's the visual. Yeah.
0: No, it's it's both. I don't like because I
1: I like that always that movement always comes now especially after like the ring I think it was comes with that like you know clicky 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 cracky cracky, cracky bone cracky like sound yeah. you know. I don't like it,
0: but I under <laughs> obviously I am not with everyone else because everyone else likes it like. <laughs> Everyone likes it. It's very popular.
1: You're in the minority. (laughs) I'm
0: sorry. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, I, this is, this really is like the kind of, for excusing the things that I didn't really love about it, the, the, um, the weird Conjuring reference and, the sort of semi-silly effect at the end. This is the type of movie that I love. Like, these are the scary movies that are the most fun for me, where it's something that I truly don't believe is real. But in the moment, it's going to scare me a little bit. I'm going to get some good jump scares. I'm going to get some creepy crawly hands. I'm going to get some good, uh, you know, makeup effects and some good actually, you know... Built visual effects, not CGI, and for that reason, I really I I found it to be an enjoyable watching experience. And I love a good jump scare. I, did, I just do.
0: I don't like jump scares.
1: I do. I like that. There's that scene where Linda Cardellini's like checking out the house, right when the kid is is going to the door, and the door keeps opening and closing, opening and closing, and there's no score. And I love that because you don't know what's gonna happen because it's just there's no music and you have no idea because the music will let you know what's going to happen and there's nothing there's no score for that moment and it's really i was just like oh god what's she gonna find
0: <laughs> i usually mute like when it gets too tense i mute the tv and if i'm scared i'll watch over my the rim of my glasses because i'm like real blind so like i'm blind enough that the jump scares don't really work if i'm not looking through my glasses oh
1: my god that's hilarious <laughs> I'm like an old lady. I just imagine you like pushing the corner of your glasses down ever so slightly mm-hmm. so that it's just in the middle of your eyeline.
0: I usually tilt my head so that then it doesn't look like I'm doing that. Like I could easily just be looking down. Even when I'm by myself, I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> The shame is still I, there.
1: I'm totally guilty of doing the of doing the covering the eye but leaving a tiny little slit as though that's gonna prevent me from seeing what's happening.
0: You use your <laughs> actual hands, not just close your eyes a little.
1: Yeah, no, I use my actual hands. Like a cartoon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey man, whatever helps you get through them. But I agree. It's fun. Um they're I mean, they're definitely not real, but I mean none of them are. Like it's just fun. I think mean, it's just mm-hmm. fun. And it's fun to like believe in that stuff.
1: I agree. This was yeah. This was fun. I would I would happily um, believe in in La Llorona as a cautionary <laughs> tale right. and as a as a way to scare me. If, if I was as a kid, if this story would have been told to me, I one hundred percent would have believed it and been like, I gotta be home by six or she's gonna get me. You yeah, know? before like, the
0: streetlights go out.
1: Before the streetlights go on. Yeah. So I I uh, I support. <laughs>
0: Oh, like Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary is the other one.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I was trying yep. to think. I was like, what was the one? But I was so afraid of Bloody Mary. My mom used to have to sleep in my room. Oh. Because Did I tell you this? Some kid told me that he was like scratched. Fucking Jose. I was in kindergarten. Oh,
1: yeah, you did. I think you did. tell. I don't know if you talked about it on here, but you have told me that story.
0: It was traumatizing. I thought that she scratched his arm. It, he probably had a cat. It's probably yeah. what happened. Right. <laughs> but I believed him and I would not let it go.
1: I was also scared of Bloody Mary as a kid, but then I did it and it didn't happen. And I was like, this is fake.
0: I would never. I still wouldn't do it.
1: Oh, I'll do it right now.
0: No, no. My, my house. You need to get off this Zoom. No, She's going to come
1: get you through the computer. She's going to come we right don't,
0: through. We don't play games with the, the, unknown. With I'm the a, unknown. I'm not I'm not a risk taker. <laughs> I don't believe it, but I also ain't going to try it. <laughs> It's like those tiktoks that are like uh you don't believe in witchcraft give me a piece of your hair and i'm like oh. <laughs> no <laughs> touche no
1: that actually is really hilarious right because you're not gonna do it no i'm not doing that i'm not giving anybody any of my hair <laughs> <laughs> although if you just come over it's falling out in the shower so you can probably just grab oh. a few few strands <laughs> i'm always shedding <laughs> That's well, there always might be been some true. dog hair. That's always <laughs> been true of me. I'm not I'm not losing my hair. I just I have a lot of hair and it oh. falls out all the time.
0: <laughs> I have a lot of hair and it's really thick and it does not do that. Like it's really? just staying. But mine's oh, always like I sh- probably will shave it in another month. Like who knows. Yeah.
1: So I I think I would give this movie I, I'm going to give it I'm going to give it 4. I'm going to give it 4 because I uh like I said that the one character Raphael, I wasn't really into and that whole scene was kind of a little bit too much and then the conjuring reference was a little bit weird and the final visual of her being destroyed was not not great for me so i'm gonna give it a four but i very very much enjoyed it and it's a solid four i'm
0: gonna give it a 3.5 okay that's what my gut says and i that's how i feel
1: that's how i feel
0: that's it i don't (laughs) like
1: that lady i don't know why yeah why don't you like her she's great
0: i think it's her face I think I just don't like her face. You have
1: so many problems with people's faces.
0: Yeah, I do.
1: (laughs) And it's people that have very nice faces.
0: (laughs) I know. Like, she's not, I don't think that she's not pretty. Like, it's not about that. There's just something about her face. And I'm sure it's all, I'm sure all of it boils down to whatever I saw them in first has ruined them for me.
1: What would you have seen her in first? Freaks and Geeks was like her first big thing.
0: No, but I liked her in that. Yeah, she's great in that. There's something I saw her and I didn't like, and then now I feel like, and I might not, I might not actually dislike her. It might be that I think I dislike her, and that might be why. Because I like freaks and geeks.
1: There's some other movie that you hated that you think she was in, and now you're just like, I don't like Linda Cardellini.
0: Yeah, I wonder what it is. Now I'll figure it out and I'll let was it know.
1: Was it the Scooby Doo movies?
0: I never saw those.
1: I didn't either. But she was in them.
0: She was. She's in that show with. Um, Oh, what's the show that's on now? It's on Netflix. It was really good.
1: Dead to Me with Christina Applegate.
0: That's really good. Mostly for the lesbian undertones. That show,
1: yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Under and overtones. Yeah. I I love that show. I thought that, and I guess it's still going. I don't know when we're going to get another season because of COVID, but it was very funny. I thought it was great and like super dark and twisted and. I
0: can't remember. I'll figure it out.
1: All right. Let us know.
0: I'll look at her IMDb. We're
1: all waiting with bated breath to find out why you hate Linda Cardellini, America's sweetheart, Linda Cardellini.
0: That is not America's sweetheart. <laughs> you are you are pushing it, bud. That is not a real thing.
1: Uh, so next week we're gonna do The, the Shining, Shin-in. the sh- the Shinning. We're going to do The Shining. We've gotten a lot of requests for this. We have most recent one. We got an email from Sam. Thank you so much. Hi, Sam. Who uh, who said that they, they don't even watch these movies. and They listen to us, which is very kind of you. But they said that this was the only scary movie they've ever seen. And we've gotten a lot of people who have asked if we're going to do this one. And we're going to because it's fun and it's classic. And who doesn't love it? And I told them in the email that we would do it. That's fine. And then Jen made promises that we now have to fulfill.
0: <laughs> I wanted to do it. It's not always what you decide, sir. I'm not saying it is. <laughs> Bossosaurus.
1: <laughs> I'm excited. I haven't seen it for a while, so I'm very excited to rewatch it. Are you going to rewatch it, or are you going to not watch it? Again?
0: I literally watched it like probably like right before my dad left. We watched it. Like I've, I've my dad loves Stephen King, so I, it's something that is regularly watched.
1: Great. Okay. It's been a while, so I'm excited to revisit.
0: Yeah, I'll know everything we talked about. Like, I'll know okay. how I'll have no troubles
1: remembering. <laughs> okay. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, um, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Instagram at The Devil Made Me Review It or send us an email at the devil Made me review It at gmail.com.